Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Perfect. 
Or, in other words, self-realized. A self-realized person knows that he is not the body, but a spiritual soul, spiritual soul, a humble Muslim. At the present moment, practically everyone is unaware of this fact, but one who understands this has attained perfection and is therefore called Siddha. When one understands that the soul is part and parcel of the Supreme Soul, and one thus engages in the devotional service of the Supreme Soul, one becomes Siddha Sattama. One is then eligible to live in the white planets or Krishna Loka. The word Siddha Sattama therefore refers to a liberated, pure devotee. Since the Yamadutas are servants of the Yamaraj, who is also one of the Siddha Sattamas, they knew that a Siddha Sattama is above the demigods and sub-demigods and indeed above all the divinities within this material world. The Yamadutas therefore inquired why the Vishnadutas were present where a single man was going to die. It should also be noted that Ajmer was not yet dead, for the young Buddhists were trying to snatch the soul from his heart. They could not take the soul, and therefore Ajmer was not dead. This will be revealed in later verses. Ajmer was simply in an unconscious state when the argument was in progress between the young Buddhists and the Vishnu Buddhists. The conclusion of the argument was to be a decision regarding who would claim the soul of Ajmer? Om Rubbish, rubbish, what the liberated 
person rose, the great rose the top east of Shumabharata. They come to the platform of the Siddhasattana, one has the first understanding Gita, which begins with the understanding that a hungry husband, I am a spiritual soul. So uh, these instructions, of course, begin in the second chapter, and I read the verse from the second chapter. That which pervades the entire body, you should know to be indestructible. No one is able to destroy that imperishable soul. I read some of the people. Um, <coughs> anyone can understand what is spread all over the body? It is consciousness. Everyone is conscious of the pains and pleasures of the body in part or as a whole. This spreading of consciousness is limited within one's own body. A very important understanding of the any individual soul, any human entity in this world, if there is consciousness, if, if there are signs of life, there is a soul present. And that soul is present, we can see, because there is consciousness. Even in the plants. Consciousness, everyone can see that. It's uh, not difficult to understand. 
and that that consciousness, therefore not being part of not not one of the material elements, is a spiritual element, and that is the soul, the individual soul. So the Sridhartha Upanishad confirms this, that when the upper core point of the hair is divided into 100 parts, and again each of such points parts is further divided into 100 parts, each such part is a measurement of the dimension of the spirit soul. Right, so basically one ten thousandth the size of the tip of a hair. So the tip means the smallest very tip at the end, you can't even see that, but one ten thousandth of that. Smaller than the other, smaller than any material element that can be seen by uh, the most powerful material instruments. So in other words, they have cameras which they fly out into space. And from space, they can detect a $2 coin on the moon. That's how powerful the cameras are. So they are very powerful, but they cannot see the soul. That's about from just above the earth's atmosphere, the cameras can see the digital coin on the moon. That's how that So they, you know, they have other you know, uh, machines. They can, they can sort of where they can, they can't quite see the smallest material particles, but the way they interact with other small particles that they, they do not present indicates that they're there. So in the same way, this is smaller than any of those. But we can understand its presence in a scientific way, the same scientific formula. Just like um, you can explain to a child, you can't see the wind, but you see the trees moving. The trees are moving, the wind is there. And they, 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 you know, like a three, four year old child can understand that. You can't see everything, but we know it's there, it's obvious because. They can feel the wind on their face in the windy day, and they know that that same wind is on there. So in the same way, we have consciousness, we can feel our consciousness, we can see the consciousness in the divinity, and that is the spirit of soul. So we know what it's there. It's an element, it's very small. So, Therefore, consciousness is 
not due to any amount of material combinations but to the spirit itself. In the Mundaka Upanishad, the measurement of the atomic spirit soul is further explained. The soul is atomic in size and can be perceived by perfect intelligence. This atomic soul is floating in the five kinds of air, prana, apana, jnana, samana and udana. It's situated in the heart, so it's in the heart and it floats in the life ends. And it spreads its influence all over the body of the living entities. When the soul is purified from the contamination of five kinds of material, its spiritual influence is exhibited. The healthy yogi system is meant for controlling five kinds of air, encircling the pure soul by different kinds of sitting postures, not for any material profit, but for the liberation of the mind of your soul from the entanglement of the material atmosphere. So, yogis, if they, the perfection of yoga, in the first stage, is it by practicing yoga asanas and sitting postures, breathing techniques, they can um, have full control of the life is in such a way as to um, uh, realize how the soul is um, should not be controlled by the life is, but should be the controller of the life is. Um, so when the soul becomes liberated, they're considered those yogis who become perfect. There's so many lifetimes of yogi practice. Um, but a devotee will avoid all that trouble and just hear from the Gita and from the scriptures, you're a spirit soul and um, if you want if you practice devotional service, then automatically by the grace of the Lord you will become attacked, detached from the physical body, the subtle body, life is everything. You become liberated from them in this lifetime by the grace of the Lord. So, so that is it. And then, then it describes here that so the constitution of the atomic soul is emitted in all great creatures, and it is actually felt in, in the practical experience of any sane man. So, any sane person hearing those things, you know, can easily accept this understood soul. Uh, under conscious being within the body that has nothing to do with the material element. If one is saying, little purified and intelligent, any person in the world can understand that. Any five-year-old child can understand that. If you explain it to them, and I've seen that, I've explained it to my children, I've explained it to hundreds and hundreds of children, you know, from you and five and younger, and they just get it. <laughs> you know? um, so the body is like a vehicle, a car, and you're the driver. You live forever, the body doesn't. So um, only the insane man can think of this atomic soul as all-pervading vision. So then 
because people who can't accept themselves as a soul, that's one thing. But people who accept it, yes, I'm spiritual, but I am the all-pervading uh, Vishnu. A Vishnu is the name of the Lord, the Lord has many names, the Supreme, the Supreme Absolute Truth. He has three features. Brahman. So Brahman, we're talking about a hundred of us. I am Brahman. I am spirit. So we can say, I am Brahman. But the Lord can also say, I am Brahman. Because the entire Brahman spiritual energy is one of his spiritual potencies. And all the little particles of Brahman are actually his, part of his internal spiritual potency. So he can all stand. So, and his very form also is constituted of that same spiritual uh, potency. So he is, uh, therefore, the Vedic aphorism, Tathamasi, you are the Supreme Brahman, can be copied by Krishna. So he is Brahman. And we can say we are Brahman, but he is the Supreme Brahman, who is a particle of that. And so one feature of the Lord is that the mind, spiritual energy, the Bolton energy, which also spreads throughout the whole spiritual sky. Another feature of the Lord, so that is the feature of sat existence. So the previous verse of this describes that if something exists, it means it refers to there is something spiritual. It doesn't refer to anything else. If something exists, then we're referring to something spiritual. Because if something exists, it exists eternally. If it doesn't exist eternally, it appears and disappears, and it doesn't exist. It's an apparition. If something doesn't exist, it's matter. For those terms. So, sat, or the feature of existence, um, is actually uh, an aspect of um, the Supreme Court. Uh, his sat feature is this Brahman spiritual energy which manifests everything in spiritual existence. The Lord's Brahman spiritual energy. Chit means that that spiritual energy is also conscious. And as we said, the Supreme Lord is the Supreme Existence. He is the whole Supreme Existence. He is also the Supreme Feature of Existence and Knowledge. And that is the form of vision. Represented as a super soul. And similarly, he is also the supreme feature of Bhagavan Satyananda, the reservoir of all spiritual bliss, known as Bhagavan, um, and that is the feature of Krishna and his different expansions right now. And that, so he is that supreme Satyananda Vibraha. The form, Vibraha, the form. The this is the idea of Krishna. So, um, 
Yeah. It's quite clear that this atomic soul is definitely there in the heart along with the super soul, so the both of them. And thus all energies of the body movement are emanating from this part of the body. So from the heart, the soul is situated there. And the super soul is there. And so the source of energy to the whole body is emanating from the heart. The corpuscles which carry oxygen from the lungs gather energy from the soul. This is, this is a mystery the medical science is trying to understand. They try and research that. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a battery in there or something. There's a source of energy that just keeps things going. And even when things stop mechanically, the energy allows it to kick back in. Yeah. So, it's like the car, right? Previously, you had a car. And say you're driving down the road, <laughs> this is something we used to have to do with that. Say you're driving in your car and it comes out while you're driving. Huh? So the engine has literally stopped. If you're quick enough, you can get out and push the car while holding onto the steering wheel. Because the battery is still there, the source of energy that will still keep the mechanically kick, kick back in and you jump back in and drop up there, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> because the source of energy, if the source of energy wasn't there, that wouldn't happen. See, so there's a constant source of energy coming from the soul. And therefore, even if there's mechanical problems, but when the soul leaves, then you've got real problems. You cannot get that mechanism to kick back in because there's no source of energy. Uh, you know, which, um, as you say, the, the corpus which carry the oxygen from the lungs, uh, they get that energy from the soul. When the soul passes away from this position, the activity of blood generating fusion ceases. Medical science accepts the importance of the red corpus but you cannot ascertain that the, the source of energy is the soul. Medical science, however, does admit that the heart is the seat of all energies in the body. So we concur with medical science. But they, they have to understand the presence of that energy source, the soul, uh, in order to solve the mystery. To the dead process. What's that? To the dead process. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Yes. Now, if we understand ourself, then we can understand the Supreme Soul. If we understand, yes, I am a spirit soul, then if someone says this is Supreme soul, soul, first of all, we'll say, yes, I accept spirit, because I'm a spirit. So, the next step, if, if we cannot accept that we're a spirit soul, how is the Supreme Soul? Literally, not possible. We have to come to that understanding. I am a soul, I'm Brahmaji. Then, accepting the Supreme Soul, that there is an all-knowing 
Supreme Lord within his body and which makes sense, we won't go into too much, but you know, how the living entities are able to do what they're doing. So my wife and I were talking about the other day, and as we've seen before, you see these um, cloud of little insects, tiny little insects, and they fly around like a hundred miles an hour practically. Have you seen this thing? So as the sun's coming down, it's like a dance, oh, the sun's coming down, and they're all hurry ball, hurry ball, and they're dancing and dancing. They're coming so fast. There's thousands of them, and none of them touch each other. We can't get, you know, five planes in the sky without, you know, touching their wings and, you know, smashing like that. They do this like it's, you know, nothing. And it's like, you know, so an entity has these mystical abilities. How did they learn that? You know what it takes to become a pilot? You want to become a pilot. You know, they're like a lot of education. Um, you know, they have to be a real steady sort of a person, really, you know, control mind. And if there's some, something goes wrong, they have to really okay in an emergency mode. 500 people could die if I don't, you know, work out what this problem is before we get the ground. You know, they're special sort of very intelligent person. How did these uh, little, you know, souls in these little bodies fly greater than the greatest pilots in our world. Without that, they have no universities, there's no training. They just do it. They're just super soft. They're given that understanding. They're given that understanding uh, to do things. To utilize the machine that they're given. So a pilot can give them a plane and they have to learn to fly that. These super souls, they're given a machine fly better than any of our planes, and they already know how to fly. So, you know, there's the presence of the super soul. And we see that in many different ways. So then, if we understand, of course, that is more confidential knowledge. So we've got confidential, the sitter, the sitter on a higher level, who understands the, the real understanding of the soul, and what is my relationship with the Supreme Soul? The Supreme Soul is the whole, Sat, Chit, Ananda, I am a little part. That makes me, in language, eternal servant of God. So, now, and that, now, the eternal circle God has confidential knowledge. Uh, if one understands, one should engage in favorable devotional service in one's eternal intimate relationships. The most confidential knowledge is how to execute pure devotional service on the 100% fit to become an inhabitant of the spiritual world. And that's what is being described here. Siddha Sattana. Now, 
these citizens, they're not residents of this world, just like the Vishnu Dutas. They came to rescue the soul of Arjuna. But, you know, these
But that doesn't mean that they're not there. They're obviously in bodies. We can't see them in the gross material sense. And so, for instance, here on Earth, uh, the vast majority of people will accept that sometimes when people die, there's such a body hangs around. And many, many people, including myself, have had all sorts of different experiences where you come across a ghostly body, probably himself, when he was in India. Didn't have anywhere to stay, there was an old sort of abandoned house, nice house, so Prabhupada took that person, but the warning was this morning. And the, and the, the guy is going to be Prabhupada. It wasn't Cassidy, it only goes. He was trying to scare Prabhupada now. And Prabhupada just beats him. Why are you bothering me? I'm doing something. So, Krishna, move on. So, you know, these things are there. Once in Hawaii, uh, one of my disciples, um, she came to me and said, Papa, because they were standing there in the crater or something. And I said, Papa, we saw a UFO just flying out of the crater, two hours in the sky. Papa said something like, Are they friendly? So, you know, they're, 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 they're not perceivable. Even this earth, we can have a living entity or a multitude of living entities on the subtle platform surrounding us we have no, no understanding that they're there. And they're very low-grade subtle bodies. You know, on the, you know, in Tamaguna, which is more a grosser than a subtle body. Higher planets, a very high-grade subtle Guna, level of such a body. How is it possible to see? So, um, this, uh, but these Vishnu Dutas, uh, they're Siddha Sattva. So, Siddha Prabhupada is a Siddha Sattva. That's how the Vishnu Dutas came to this world to save the conditioned souls and the fluxes the material energy from having to face young lives and be punished for so many simple activities again and again. And although he was in this world, he was not of this world. And his business in this world was nothing to do in this world but on, the, on behalf of the Supreme world. And he, um, therefore, he gave the process of devotional service that if we surrender to the Supreme Lord, if we understand there is a Supreme Lord, all energies there is, the material energy and the spiritual energy, and although we are a spiritual a spirit soul, which is superior to the material energy, but we are controlled by the material energy, because the material energy acts under the divine will of the 
是很弱的。And as as described in this um, this verse is.、Uh, The Lord is like a magician.
The secret, though, to the detail is that it can only be understood in the association of the bodies. Now, in the Gita, Krishna says, if you approach my devotee, then you'll understand the Gita. He said, Arjun, because you're my devotee, I'll teach you this, you can understand. Because you're not envious of me, you'll accept that yes, there is God, and Yes, I should surrender. Then you can understand. So, a person who has faith in the Gita will hear it from a devotee. If a person has no faith in the Gita, they will disregard that instruction and not hear it from the devotee and not make any progress. So, people say, yes. Uh, I know the Gita so well from academic scholarship, but you know we don't, uh, you know, follow these uh, devotees of Krishna who accept an ordinary man as a you know, human being as well. So yeah, we, we don't listen to them. We don't discuss with them. We have more scientific academic knowledge, and because of that, they cannot understand. So the secret of the Gita is the Prabhupada, therefore he created this international society of Christian consciousness. You can't just distribute the books. You actually have to distribute the devotees with the books. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of shahab. Because to understand the Gita, you actually have to associate the devotees. Because we associate the devotees by reading Prabhupada's purpose. In one sense, that is here in Prabhupada. We, so if we read Prabhupada's purpose and translations of the Gita, we are associating with a Siddhartha Satana. Yeah. And what happens, Krishna explains that in the association of my devotees, there are mystic potencies in that process of just sitting and hearing from devotees. And if one does that, Krishna releases those mystic potencies and delivers that person. They are fully empowered by Krishna to go back to God. If they can just sit in here in association with those. If one approaches the Gita as an academic or a scholar, what have you, they cannot make any progress in the understanding of the Bhagavad Gita because they're faithless from the very beginning. <laughs> so, now, therefore, the material energy for the devotees, it, it, then we become, as mentioned in the next verse, uh, that, no, not the next verse, but chapter 9, 940. Nine, if you get released from material energy, you have to be under one of the Lord's energies. So you immediately place under the daily property the spiritual energy. And therefore, you're not controlled by the material energy, but you're under the protection of spiritual energy. Just like Prabhupada gives the example. A big elephant 
and it's down the ocean, there's a big storm, tidal wave. Elephants are so powerful. Some elephants can be you know, more powerful than 10,000 other elephants. But the ocean, big storm, will just, the waves will wash them away and drown But in that same water, the fish who is taking shelter of the ocean, little fish, they can even swim against the current. And that's problem. So, the, by the grace of the Lord, because we take shelter of His spiritual energy, even though we're in the material world, it doesn't touch one, because one is protected by the supreme power of the Lord, just like a little fish protected by the ocean, but the elephant's not. And, um, Therefore, the devotee's position in the material world, for all others who don't surrender, the position is like a rat in the mouth of a cat. Death and Yamaraj. So the devotee is like the little kitten in the mouth of the same cat. It's the same material energy, but they're, they're being looked after very carefully and protected. So this material world, for others, not surrendered, is like death at every step. And for the devotees, it is just as true as one. They're one step away from Vaikuntha, and they see this world as Vaikuntha because everywhere they, they see Krishna. Okay. You know, just on finishing, um, also that. Um, uh, when we talk of pure devotion, we talk of it in two senses. One, how we're free from the material energy, but in a higher sense, on spiritual platform, some devotees will go back to Vaikuntha, when the Ryan is there, and enjoy the great opulence living in the realm of God, even having forms exactly like God. So they can also have a chakra if they like. <laughs> and a club. And so they can have weapons, weapons as powerful as the Lord's. Their, their forms it's, you know, their forms are identical to the Supreme Lord in every way. The Lord has a couple of distinguishing names, otherwise that they share equal confidence by the grace of the Lord. Those who are attracted by the feature of the Lord because He's God, because I can go to the spiritual world with this unlimited spiritual openness, because I can have that beautiful form just like the Lord's. That is Pure devotion, but not the purest devotion. So there's another level, strictly speaking, when we speak of pure devotees in the topmost level, their only business is to love the Lord and serve Him in love. 
they had no desire to even be liberated onto the bottom of the planets to attain the bodily features like the world or to enjoy the opulence of Vaikuntha. They would go to hell to serve the Lord out of love. Anywhere the Lord would send them through service, they would go out of love. That's all they want to serve the Lord with love. If we get these uh, satanists that come to this material world, oh, if the Lord wants you to come here and go through all the difficulties, peace, peace, and consciousness, then that's what I would That would be my That would be my greatest happiness. That would be uh, a greater uh, opportunity to go into that. I can serve my Lord with love, knowing that He is happy with me. So that is higher. <laughs> so, especially those preachers who uh, have pure love for Krishna. And dedicate their lives to helping others to become Krishna conscious. And if you, Prabhupada mentions that, I'll just read one last verse uh, from the fifth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Whose minds are engaged within, who are always busy working for the welfare of all living beings, and who are free from all sins, achieve liberation in the Supreme. Now, Prabhupada's third point mentions only a person who is fully in Christian consciousness can be said to be engaged in welfare work for all living beings. When a person is actually acknowledged that Krishna is the fountainhead of everything, then when he acts in that spirit, he acts for everyone. The suffering of humanity are due to forgiveness of, of Krishna as the supreme enjoyer, the supreme proprietor, and the supreme friend. Therefore, to act to revive this consciousness within the entire human society is the highest welfare work. One cannot be engaged in such first-class work without being liberated in the supreme. So, one has to Again, you know, pointing that uh, it's a very elevated task. A Krishna conscious person has no doubt about the supremacy of Krishna. He has no doubt because he is completely free from all sins, and this is the state of divine love. The perfection stage of the Siddha Satanas. They're doing, no, you go to you go to Vaikuntha. Let you all go to Vaikuntha. I will stay in the bridge. Thank you. I'll leave it there. Anyone has any questions or comments? Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you. Thank you. It's very good. Eight chapter uh, is written that when Arkini uh, Rishi uh, was full of uh, his penances and all that, and Indra had sent 
those party to disturb him, but he was not disturbed. But then Lord Krishna came as Nar Narayan to calculate material issues and so my question is, as you said, Arjuna, what sort of body he had got in that Nar Narayan? Nar means Arjuna is Nar and Krishna and Narayan. So mm. it's a combination. Mm. So what sort of body Arjuna is got? Yeah, so um, thank you. So in the spiritual world, it helps us to absorb ourselves in 
within affection or attachment. So it's natural. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, then, yes. Of 
Raghunath developing an attachment to Krishna following the footsteps of the Brajabhasis, more prominent services are hearing, chanting and remembering. Especially in relationship those adhering and chanting which helps us to always meditate upon Krishna in particular. So therefore quite often the preachers preaching is a predominance of hearing and chanting and memory. And in preaching one uh, is completely liberated from any attachment to material energy, but certain basic principles may not be very significant. But on the platform of attaining Vakunta, the rules and regulations of the justice may be adhered to even at the expense of preaching or even at the expense of hearing and chanting or memory. And as Prabhupada mentions these verbals, it may appear that those who adhere more strongly to those principles are more advanced, but that's not the case. So the development of love, so for instance, you'll hear Prabhupada say many times, even in his purpose and in his lectures. Yes, we should you know, try to understand Krishna. It's very important to understand Krishna that it mentioned in the Gita to develop our faith. If our faith is strong, we don't have any doubts. We must try and develop uh, not just more knowledge, more knowledge, more knowledge, love. That of love of the Krishna. So, and that's what Prabhupada, you know, because we associate with Prabhupada, you see that's, you know, you look at Prabhupada's disciples, you know, and love for Krishna. How much did they understand? They didn't even have all the books. You know, he, they got that from associating with Prabhupada. And love. Yes, definitely understand, more, 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 but above that, daily, your development of love uh, is the goal of that understanding. If we develop knowledge and don't come to the point of pure love for Krishna, then we just keep developing knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. It can get us away. Can't get us away. What is the previous Krishna? If we have got knowledge of Krishna, we have got love for Krishna, and if I am not preaching, then what is my fault? If we are if not preaching, then we serve the preachers, and that's as good as. It's absolute. Prabhupada used to give this example that in the British used to have a saying, keep trying to <laughs> So. Every worker, whether they're putting down the stones, 
putting down the tracks, cleaning the engine, cleaning the carriage, whatever, from start to finish, they've all got the one goal. Keep that train moving at that. So whether you're directly preaching or you're supporting a preaching movement in any possible, in any way, if your support is fine, you're supporting a preaching movement. Preaching will go on. You give one cent this time, you go, you know, ultimately, this movement is preached all over the world. Uh, the real world is the real process to get back to the spiritual world. But no one wants to do anything that we can get. So, whatever we do, but we should have that move. We should cultivate that move. That if Krishna really loves, you know, there is no devotee more dear to me than one who preaches Krishna consciousness, then I want to be dear to Krishna. I want to love, show Krishna I love him and I want him to love me. For that purpose, we do our activities. If we're doing activities for the sake of it's there in Shastra, I must do this. Rather than out of, you know, I'm doing everything I can to develop that love for Krishna. May he look at me. May he, you know, therefore Bhakti Siddhanta said, don't act in such a way that you can see God, which means you, yes, I am perfectly doing this and all these details and something much about that. But act in such a way that God will see you. In other words, you know, <coughs> Hey, simple example. Parents says to children, go in your room clean up the bedroom. Children comes out, starts doing the hurl of it. Look, no, dad, look what I do. Go in your room clean up the bedroom. Comes out, jumping forward. Look, I'm dad, look what I can do. I said, go in your room clean up the bedroom. The parent really, you know, what is the relationship? If the, if the child goes in there, cleans up the room, and then goes, you did exactly what I wanted. The parents, it melts the parents' heart. You know, you did that to me. That was exactly what I wanted. You do so many other wonderful things. But who's poor? <laughs> so, no, for love. What Krishna wants? Or should I? Or should I? 